Welcome to the SaaS Ad Lab podcast where we bring to you the stories of SaaS founders, entrepreneurs, and CEOs. My name is Luis. I'm the owner and founder of Phantom Agency, a digital marketing agency specializing in SaaS companies. And today we have the pleasure of interviewing Chris Rancio. He is the founder and CEO of Trainual. Thank you so much for being on here today. It's a pleasure having you. And uh, I'm just really excited to have the opportunity to speak with you. I feel like you've been kind of in the background here locally in Arizona, which has been, uh, you know, not super... I guess it doesn't happen, right? So it's, it's cool to have you here. And uh, first I did want to mention, uh, they're having a 10% off discount code and that's process all caps. If you want to use that, go ahead and use it. Uh, I think you'd like the product a lot. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. So uh, like you mentioned, we are here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Trainual is officially one year old as a company, but four years old as a product. So we can talk about that transition and everything that went into building this business. But really, it came out of my experience in my last company, working with other small businesses. I saw a need in the market, a tool that I thought I wanted for myself and that I could make a business out of, and that's where Trainual came from. So uh, I'm sure we'll get into the weeds, but it's, uh, it's been an exciting year. That's awesome, absolutely. And you know, as far as just talking a little bit more about entrepreneurial and stuff like that with many of the SaaS companies that I've interviewed in the past and just learning how you know, they come to be, it's usually, and this is pretty much all entrepreneurs, right? They, they find some sort of issue or they want to change something and they can't find the solution out there. So what they do is they go ahead and make it. And that's essentially the, the heart of the entrepreneur is to find solutions. And so what were the issues that you were experiencing in, in you know, whether, whether it was a workspace that you had or another company that you were growing and then you noticed that there were certain things that you needed to implement in order to help you scale um, or just make processes streamlined? So I'll take you back to my first company. When I was growing my first company, it was a video production company and we did youth sporting events all over the country. And so a big part of growing that business and doing events in all 50 states was we had to train camera operators. So we would find these crews, these camera operators in different cities and we'd contract with the sports organizations that wanted us to be in seven cities in the same weekend. And so the advantage for them was by working with one company, they knew they'd get some consistency in terms of how things were delivered. But then the challenge for us was that we had to train everyone and make it feel like it was the same exact company, same exact service, no matter what city we were in. Uh So we had, you know, kits of equipment that we were shipping all over the country and they'd go from one city to another and and just never really got off the airplanes. And then we had crews that we would, um, you know, set up and train in different cities and they'd drive, you know, anywhere eight hours away. Um, but, But so much of that business was just the logistics of teaching people what they needed to do how they needed to set it up, what the the footage needed to look like, what they needed to wear, what they needed to say to the person when they set up, how they needed to ship everything back to us. It was just training, training, training. So once I sold that company, I started doing a consulting firm and it was an operations consulting firm to teach other businesses how to put systems and processes in place so that they too could scale. And again, a big part of that was just training. It was repeatable systems. Mm -hmm. Once you figure out how to do something, you need to create training for it or you need to document it and write it down so that other people could do it. So I saw this problem, you know, both from my own experience with my company and then through my clients with their companies. And when I looked around for ways to, to really 
deliver training efficiently, the best option out there for most small businesses was Google Docs or Dropbox <laughs> folders, you know? And so, and so I thought there's gotta be something that's more than just a folder I'm sharing with people right. or more than just a bunch of files I'm sending them and crossing my fingers that they read them. There's gotta be something where I can track if they've actually learned what I'm trying to teach them. And that's where the idea for Trainual came from. So, and then let's, you mentioned that for Trainual as a company, it was going to be a one year, right? And as a product, it was going to be four years. So I just want to understand a little bit more. I, have, I feel like I have an idea, but I want to see exactly what you were meaning by that. Yeah. So basically I had my consulting firm. We were doing systems set up for other businesses where we were putting them on different CRMs or project management tools and we were optimizing their workflows and streamlining their systems and, you know, all those buzzwords. Right. But at the end of an engagement working with a, a, a client, we would have to write down everything we did to leave them with, you know, here's the, here's the handbook or here's the manual so that now you can do it yourself. And so we were doing it over and over again with Google docs, like I mentioned. And I thought I want to make a tool that's for my agency. That's for ourselves. And so Trainual was built as just this little prototype tool um, to have some intellectual property for the agency. And we slowly started bringing our consulting clients into the tool. So over a few years, we tested it, uh, we, we perfected it, and then we finally decided to release it and make a separate company out of it. That's awesome. And, you know, just, just I feel like getting into the software space is, is almost not, obviously not impossible by any means, but it's almost intimidating, I think, for some, for some people just because it takes, you know, or it, they just don't even know how to get started. So how, how can you tell, you know, someone that, maybe has this this specific situation where they're looking for solutions and they just can't they can't they don't even know where to get started right whether they're trying to build a product for themselves or trying to start a new uh, product for pretty much the masses right off the bat what yeah. how did that look like so I think a lot of people just try to dive into it. They say, I want an app or I want a software company and this is what I'm going to do. And either I've, you know, I've got a, a, some money or some investors and I don't know anything about this and let's just, let's just throw it all in and hope it works. My situation was not like that at all. It was a very slow transition. So, you know, my video company, of course, was technical. We weren't doing software, but it was technical. Huh. The very end of my video company, we paid a company to do a web to develop a web app for us that connected our e-commerce store to our DVD fulfillment robot thing. And so every half hour, the website would batch out the new orders, which would pull from our, our archives of videos and print out those DVDs so that we can then ship them in the mail. So that was like my first hint of software experience. And it was working with a vendor. And then when I started my consulting business, again, we started with just setting people up on off-the-shelf software tools, Basecamp and Teamwork and Asana and, and HubSpot, things like that. And so we became very familiar with user interface, user experience, you know, that just how, how software tools operated and what the big players were doing with their tools. Mm -hmm. So then some customers, bigger customers said, well, can you connect this to this? And so then we started using Zapier and then we started, uh, you know, experimenting with different APIs to connect different softwares. And then we started building little tiny custom applications where it wasn't ever intended for our, the market. 
but it was intended for internally in a business instead of filling out this form a thousand times why don't we make a web form or instead of using this spreadsheet every day why don't we make a little web app a database tool and so it was like uh, you know that little iteration after iteration of experience that made us more comfortable with web technology uh, before we ever hired our first in-house developer or put effort into building our own SaaS tool. Very cool. So it actually sounds like you were kind of building out piece by piece and then it just somehow kind of came together at the end when you realized, and, and I think this is another conversation too, is essentially how did you ever feel like you had to find product market fit or do you almost feel like it kind of happened on its own because you were validating that product essentially with all the, you know, the clients that were using it at that point, or, or did you ever feel like you had to, you know, go out there and do research and stuff like that? No, I feel, I feel lucky in that way in that I built a tool for customers of my own. You know, I built it for myself and for my, my consulting clients and they were actually using it. And so I got to see the use case yeah. that, you know, some of my clients would use it and some of my clients wouldn't use it. And I would understand, well, if they're this big and they're hiring or they've got turnover, that's, that's the person that's using it. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they want to prepare their business to sell or they're bringing in managers or, you know, they want to test people or they've got a lot of contractors. You know, I was seeing those use cases, so I didn't have to go out and, and experiment as much with, uh, with, with who would be the right fit. Now, along the lines, we also did put up a, just a marketing site, um, one, you know, a couple pages with a sign up form and we didn't, we, we might've spent a hundred dollars on marketing in three years and on advertising in three years. And so it was by no means are we driving any traffic to this thing, yeah. but every month or two, we'd get some stranger that signed up <laughs> and I have no idea how they'd find it, but yeah. someone would sign up. But and so this was before, this was before putting out as a product. Right, right. Before it was a real company and we were trying to grow it, we'd have these random signups. And I remember I'd come home and I'd like celebrate with my wife and be like, it's another $99. Like that's date night, <laughs> you know? Awesome. And, and, uh, and, and those little wins would happen, but I didn't, I had no idea why they were happening or how they were happening. Um, but the fact that they were, you know, that we had a couple dozen, strangers using the tool I thought was validation enough. A lot of podcasts you listen to are things they talk about, you know, if you can get 10 strangers that are not your friends or your inner circle to use your product, then that's, that's pretty validating. And yeah. so before we ever decided to really build it out as a separate company, we already had that. That's awesome. That's yeah. And, and, and I feel like that saved you a lot of time, a lot of headaches and just a lot of iteration with the, the interface itself and just the product, right? Um, what yeah. would you say up to this point has been your biggest accomplishment with Trainual? Oh my gosh, making a real company out of it, I guess, is the biggest accomplishment. You know, we we went through this transition period where we were we had a, a real consulting business, and that consulting business supported all of our overhead and all of our employees. And then all of a sudden, we decided we're not going to take any more consulting work. Instead, we're going to put everything into this tool. And in less than a year we were able to cover our entire overhead and expenses with that tool with no consulting work anymore. And I feel like that was a, a, a massive accomplishment to have our team, our whole team take that journey with us. That's awesome. And as far as, you know, having a specific niche that, that is most, mostly driven to train, train you, 
Um, do you see that at all? Because I feel like it's a very universal, you know, product, like literally almost anyone could use it. There's, and and it, I feel like maybe the use case isn't out there, but someone would find a way to, to use it, you know, specifically for them just because of the nature, um, right? It's just, it's literally just teaching someone how to do something and every single business owner has to do that. So yeah. is there anything that you've noticed that maybe maybe it's SaaS companies that usually come to you, maybe it's small business owners. Um, is there anything specific? Well, it doesn't tend to be a certain industry because like you said, there's so many different use cases, but it tends to be a certain size company, typically between 25 and 250 employees. Okay. The reason for that is at a small with with a smaller team with five people or, or 10 people, you know, you've got that need to train people on things, but their roles aren't super clear yet. And mm -hmm. so your training tends to be experimental. You're like, hey, I'm going to show you this. And I don't know if you need to know it, but just, you know, take take it with a grain of salt. And I, I hope you I hope things stick, you yeah. know, but then as you start to grow and you've got more than one person in a certain role or you've got remote employees that are all doing a certain role or you've got a turnover issue, or you've got a seasonal business, or you've got a fast growing company, that's when the delivery of training becomes really important. So with our tool, it's not as much uh, a tool just to get you to write down what you do. You could do that with Microsoft Word, yeah. or Evernote, or Google Docs. And so it's really not as much about documenting as it is about training, because of course we, you need to have this stuff written down and clearly communicated, but then you need to assign it to someone you need to track that they've done it. You need to retrain them after a certain amount of time. Um, you need to train them on new materials as you promote them. And so when training becomes uh, important in the business, that's when the tool becomes really compelling. Okay. And as far as user onboarding for the platform itself, mm -hmm. it's, it's almost like Trainual is it's obviously, you know, some sort of onboarding process for employees and, and I'm sure people have found different use cases for it, but how are you personally doing or, or the company doing the onboarding? Is it someone on the phone, uh, you know, taking, taking clients on kind of teaching them or using webinars, live demos, or how does the, how does a person learn how to do this? Because it's, it's, you know, or are you using Trainual itself? <laughs> there's, there's a lot of different ways you could be going about this. I feel like. So all of the above, uh, the, the first thing we've got pre-recorded videos, we've got uh, live webinars, we've got pre-recorded webinars, we've got templates and, and over a hundred different topic jogging ideas all on our website and our marketing materials. And so that's part of what we want to condition people with before they even sign up is that, wow, look at all these things that I could document in my business, these best practices. Then when someone signs up for the tool, the onboarding flow through the software itself is asking people, um, what roles do you want to document? Or, you know, what's your next hire going to be? What's your motivation behind signing up for this so that we can set up their initial experience to be the best experience possible? So mm -hmm. we're, we're asking them that. Once they get inside the tool, there's a pop-up checklist that say, we you know, recommend you do these couple things because we know from our analytics that if they do those couple things, they tend to be a stickier customer. So we're yeah. trying to drive user behavior towards those things. And then we've got a trainual uh, you know, course or curriculum or subject or whatever you want to call it built into the system as a preloaded uh, um, subject in there to teach them actually the, the tool 
um, and also show them an example of what a completed subject looks like. So yeah. we, we use the tool to teach the tool, but then we also use the onboarding sequence. And so then through, uh, we use intercom for their, uh, their, uh, you know, e email onboarding. Um, mm -hmm. So we've got a trigger-based sequence that goes out as they do certain things in the site. And then there's an opportunity too, if they want to get on a call and, and go through a demo with someone, they can do that. Awesome. That sounds, and so is, is it, because you mentioned there's a lot of different pieces, are they all working together or does someone kind of choose uh, what way they want to do something? Uh, it's it, it's a little bit of a choose your own adventure. I mean, the, the software sign-up process is the same for everyone. Everyone gets prompted with that checklist. Everyone has the opportunity to watch that uh, material that we preloaded their account with. And then if they want to dig deeper into our help docs and pre-recorded videos and, and request or schedule a web uh, a demo, then, then that's their choice. Very cool. And what was the reason to create, you know, multiple ways to go about it? Really, we're trying to see what's most helpful for people. Um, the, the more avenues we can give people to be successful with the tool, whether it's sample content or webinars, or we have a Facebook community, a group for, for a user group, um, all, all of these things we've spun up just to see what resonates and see what, what people get the most value out of. And then we'll just continue to refine those things as we go. Very cool. And as far as actually growing uh, your user base and your subscription rate, What's been the most successful strategy um, up to date? Uh, definitely paid advertising so far has been our best. So we had kind of a staggered approach as we went through our launch phase. We launched with an in-person event. I invited everyone I knew. We tried to get some press around that. Um, that was pretty successful. Then we started an affiliate program. So giving people commission in exchange for sharing uh, their, their unique link out with their audience. Um, we did a product hunt launch, which is a site that a lot of, uh, you know, software companies launch on. So we got some exposure there. I was on a bunch of podcasts and shows like this, just spreading the word, speaking events, pitch events. But then ultimately we got to a place where the message was pretty clear. The feedback we were getting from users was pretty clear and we decided to start doing some paid advertising. So with the advertising, it's just a, a way for us to turn the dial and ramp up our budget and predictably ramp up our signups to correspond to our, our hiring plan and everything else. So um, it's been a big part of our growth. That's very cool. That's awesome. What is one thing? Uh, what's the biggest thing right now? Or actually, what would be if you could do anything at all with Trainual right now, what would that be? If I could do anything, one of our taglines is get your business out of your brain. And, and so that, you know, that resonates with entrepreneurs, but if I could do anything, it would be the software, uh, would, it, there would be some artificial intelligence that would just interact with the user to interview them and help them document their processes, uh, watch them, you know, do, do that sort of thing. And I think that's where the product will head. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, development wise, it's a little bit out. That's very cool. Is there anything that is, I guess, in the actual roadmap of the product is there anything that is leading to that at the moment? Oh yeah, of course. It's a, our roadmap is, uh, is filled with hundreds, hundreds of ideas. And, and you know, that is the, the, 
the end vision. You know, I can tell you the, the, the vision of the company, the, the dream is that small business just really shouldn't be as hard as it is. And yeah. the reason it's so hard is because things get complicated. You, you're trying things to figure out what works. And so as a business owner, as a leader, as a manager, you want to just be able to wrap your arms around all the things the company does and slowly bit by bit start to tackle those and button up those systems and processes so that you have a stable foundation to grow on. And the, the way that companies are forced to do that right now is, you know, to work long hours and, and put in time on the weekends and not do client work and instead sacrifice making money to have to work on the business and write long documents and put brain power when we're not all wired to do that. Mm -hmm. And so we want to build a tool that makes it easy for anyone to have an instruction manual for their business. And, uh, and that's what we're after. That's awesome. If I asked you, what is one of the SaaS companies that you look up to the most um, as far as operations and, and, you know, just how they've done things, which one would you say has had the most impact uh, on yourself and, and Trainual? Wow, good question. Um, so there's a company, another local company called Design Pickle. Uh, I got involved with that company early on when they were launching. And so I actually uh, have a small ownership stake in the company, but I'm a sil totally silent partner, minority owner, and they are a subscription model very much uh, like, like a SaaS company, like Trainual. And so watching that company grow over the last few years has given me a roadmap, taught me about marketing, taught me about building a team, taught me about, um, you know, refining messaging, about how to sponsor events, about, you know, the, the, all the important things that I've been able to take and then apply to Trainual uh, in a, a very concentrated time frame. Yeah. So, uh, so I would say that, that they've set a great example. That's awesome. And it, they're, I, they're local as well. So it's, it's good to see local companies doing big things in the, in the SaaS space. Yeah. Um, what is the biggest, not accomplishment, but what's the, the, the biggest issue that you've ran into? Um, you know, as growing a company, obviously you get hit left and right with different things every single day. What's been the one that's almost shook you, you know, the most? Huh. I think the biggest issue that we deal with is not any single day issue. You know, I've, I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years. And so I've been, um, you know, beaten down by, <laughs> by all, every issue you can imagine. So it's yeah. not the financial issues. It's not the people issues. It's not the, the random tax or legal issues. All those are just, you know, you should uh, expect them. They're predictable in business. So for me, the biggest issue is that I know we have a great product. And when I see customers not using it to the full uh, potential of the product or churning out because they couldn't get around to using the tool, mm -hmm. then that to me is my biggest focus is how do we make this easier? How do we make the tool easier to adopt? How do we make it stickier? How do we make it something that everyone can get going with and have success right away? So that I would say is the biggest problem and should be the biggest problem for any business is not the little things that pop up, but that truly how do you embed your tool or your company more in the lives of your customers? Right. So how to provide more value essentially to, to yeah, them. exactly. And I think, you know, I, I think that's essentially why um, entrepreneurs are or should be in business and, and 
I hate to, to say it, but a lot, I feel like a lot of people are so, you know, invested on the idea that they are going to sell at one point and have all this money and stuff like that. When I think the thing that drives the most fulfillment and value to the, to the community or to whoever is using the product is just actually making someone's lives easier. Um, and I think Trainual does a good, very good job at that essentially, right? It, I don't know. I feel like I've had all these moments where, you know, and, and it's, and I, it's almost for any stage um, because you have companies where they're kind of newish and they have all these things that they do, but they never write any, anything down. Um, so then this new employee comes in, what am I supposed to teach them kind of thing, or, or essentially someone that's a lot larger and you have to teach 10 people how to do something, but you have no way to do that. Um, it's just, I think there's a lot of use cases, of course. So that's very, very cool. Yeah. What is, and we're getting kind of close here. So start wrapping it up. What is um, one book that you'd recommend to anyone on business related? Oh, oh man. If, if I, if, if I could only recommend one book, it's going to be a classic, but um, I've been spending a lot of time recently with Michael E. Gerber from the E-Myth and the E-Myth to me was a book I read in high school and just was the, the foundation of everything I needed to know to be an entrepreneur. I feel like everything else is kind of tactical. There's books, there's great books on sales and marketing and people and, and I could recommend anything, uh, you know, in, in those categories. But the E-Myth was just a book that, that to me set me up for success as, as an entrepreneur. So I, I would say that one. And if I could rec recommend one more, it would be rework by the, the guys at 37 signals uh, that started Basecamp, And um, that to me was the definition of how, how to make s a small business easier, which yeah. is a personal you know, cool. mission of mine. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And as far as just any piece of advice that you would like to give to you know, entrepreneurs overall, um, what would that be? Go bigger. I think, you know, my, my early days as an entrepreneur, I was so focused on the, the tiny deals, you know, in the, and the getting the one single project done. And instead, if you focus on bigger relationships that get you a thousand projects or you make bigger investments in marketing, or you make you know, bigger bets on yourself, or you hire a, a you know, your first employee before you feel like you're really ready, you will never be ready for the success that you want. And if you can get comfortable with that or be comfortable being uncomfortable in business, I think that's the way to get the most reward. Very cool. That's, that's really good advice. And I, I can take that to heart. I feel like personally, I have an issue, um, you know, with, with really, I guess being uncomfortable and uh, this is actually a way to do it. I hate being on camera or like photos and stuff like that. So I like putting myself out there and it feels good once you're done, um, right after you accomplish whatever you were doing. And it's, all, it's usually, I would say 100% of the time you're gonna be okay. So uh, like Chris said, just go bigger and, and just do whatever it is you wanna do. Um, I guess, you know, what, is there anything else you wanna tell people on the podcast? No, I, I guess I would wrap it up by just, you know, our framework, what we teach everyone and what I think everyone can think about in their business is first you learn to do something, you get really good at doing it. And if you ever want to stop doing it yourself, then you document it 
and you write it down step by step and then you delegate it to someone else. And so if you can in your mind think about every hat you wear, every role and responsibility you have, first learn to do it and get consistent at it and then document it and invest the time to write down those steps very clearly and then delegate it and empower someone else to do that job for you. And I think if you follow that, then you can scale any business. Absolutely. I think, you know, becoming the, the first you become the expert and then you become the teacher. Um, yeah, absolutely. Time, you can learn a little bit more at, at the same time also. So that's really cool. Chris, where can people find you online? Well, check out first the company, trainual.com, uh, T-R-A-I-N-U-A-L.com. And you can learn more about me uh, at Chris Ronzio, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, chrisronzio.com. So I'd love to connect with any of the listeners. Awesome. So everyone go ahead and do that. Chris is an awesome person. And uh, you can follow me at camacho.ftm on Instagram and phantom.agency on Instagram as well. I'm trying to get our Twitter game up so you can find us on there as well. Uh, if you're a SaaS founder entrepreneur, make sure you join the Facebook group. We'd love to have you there. And if you want to be on the podcast, just let us know. Uh, and I challenge every single one of you to go out there and just do something big. Like Chris said, anything bigger and put yourself in a position that's going to be uncomfortable. That's how we grow. And that's how we make big things happen. Uh, thank you, Chris, very much for being on here today. It was a pleasure having you. It was great chatting with you. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye-bye.